Welcome to Funny Women Behind the Scenes, a sequent covered podcast hosted by international showgirl and comedian Ivy Page. We'll be exploring what it's really like to work in the entertainment industry, from live comedy and cabaret to television and film. Brought to you by Funny Women, the leading community for female comedy. So let's get on with the show and welcome your host, Ivy Page. Welcome. This is your flame-haired titan of teas, Ivy Page, in my burlesque boudoir, a place of glitz, glamour and show business guests. Take a seat on my chaise lounge as we break the fourth wall, peel back the velvet curtains and reveal what really happens in the world of entertainment behind the scenes. I am joined by the multi-award-winning comedy writer and performer, Nicola McMurtry. Hello. (laughs) How are you, Nicola? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm very good. So let's get straight to it. So could you tell us a little bit about your career in comedy to date? I, I, I started posting sketches and comedy songs on YouTube circa 2015 I think (laughs) Uh, and then I stopped for about three years not sure why I just decided I just didn't want to try anymore Uh, Um, comedy in general or just posting stuff online no no because I I didn't really do any live stuff it was mostly just a kind of outlet just to be silly and but I really enjoyed it and some of them some of the videos um got quite a lot of traction and yeah, no, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, but then life just kind of got in the way and I just took a step back for a while. Uh, and to be honest, it wasn't really until lockdown that I started back up again. Oh, really? Yeah, I took such a long time. I was kind of getting a bit more into acting, like it's about 2019. And then um, with all the free time I had, I decided to start <laughs> um, writing and trying to make little sketches again so um you actually won didn't you last year the comedy shorts award yeah can you tell us a little bit about that um yeah well I I'd applied for the funny women award years ago yeah I think 2015 and I sent in a sketch that I'm fairly certain didn't meet the requirements but I sent it in (laughs) anyway I was just last one I was like oh I'll do it it." and then I it kind of crossed my mind again and it was like towards the end of May and I was like oh I wonder if they're they're still doing these um awards and they were and I had like three days to quickly do something and I had a sketch that I'd written but what was I a sketch it. it was it was weird um it was uh it was like a kind of 90s mockumentary of um you know those muse those um karaoke videos when they've got like the weird imagery in the back <laughs> like back in the day and it was like yeah. a waterfall or pigeons <laughs> and stuff I wanted to do a mockumentary about this woman that made those videos. Uh, yeah, and I lost the sketch, so I rewrote it quite quickly, filmed it, and then sent it in just in the nick of time for the awards. And um, and kind of what has what have you done since winning the award? To be honest, it it really propelled me to start making more stuff. I didn't expect at like when I first got long listed, I was like, oh my god, I couldn't like I couldn't believe it. Really? Yeah, I didn't think anything would happen whatsoever. Um, 
and it just gave me the confidence to keep making stuff and then I just I I kept making things and how what's your creative process how like so you're making your comedy content how does that happen for you uh it's usually I'll like think of like it'll be like a topic or like a joke or even just a character something really small and then I'll just start like playing around with it or like with my partner in the flat I'll start like being a bit weird and he'll have to like bounce (laughs) off me (laughs) and then I'll start writing something down um it's usually very random I I don't start with a story I start with like a little bit and then I try and make something from that usually but it's it's different each time it's like it's got its own life each project yeah it usually is just me being really silly and then being like oh but could this be funny like genuinely could it work and you were saying that the since the award it's kind of propelled you to make more stuff so tell us a bit more about what you've been doing since the award um so I've been trying to I think because it's there's been so many different lockdowns I, I managed to make something with like some very reluctant friends <laughs> we're like right fine I'll do it <laughs> and be in it and then we locked down again so I had to try and adapt and make stuff that was just me or outside um but I've just been trying to make sketches. This is where I completely forget everything that I've done in the past year. <laughs> uh, and then I, I made um, like a mini series towards Christmas. And it was just like a two-part mini series just with a bunch of sketches that I'd done and kind of putting it into like a sketch show format. Yeah. And then I've just kind of continued to kind of make stuff. I'm kind of getting a little bit back into comedy um, songwriting and stuff now. And didn't you win um, the British Comedy Guide Pro uh, video contest this year? Yeah, we won it for June, which was, again, very nice. <laughs> Bit of a surprise. And what, what, was the, um, what did you enter into that competition? What was the sketch? It was a song. So I, I wrote um, a song about being a bit introverted uh, coming out of lockdown and being a bit reluctant to do so because that's kind of how I feel a little bit. Like, oh, like, oh, hi, everyone. But also, like, I'll just stay home. I don't know if I want to go out. (laughs) Yeah, I think I feel a bit like that at the moment. Yeah, it's it's a bit overwhelming. I've gotten so used to just doing nothing and just being at home and then the idea of going back out. And so I think it's the, um, like, not having to wear a mask and stuff and, yeah, people on the tube and stuff. I don't know. That was one of the great things. You'd have to sit like far apart from each other on the tube that was great love that and so do you take inspiration from what's happening actually like current affairs or you know people watching to write your sketches not usually that's probably the one of the few relevant and relatable things I've ever done um and again it it picked up quite someone posted it on reddit and it, it got quite a lot of traction um and it was one of the ones you know when you don't make a lot of effort with it <laughs> and then it does really well and you've got like other stuff that you spent months working on and people are like meh so how do you write a sketch do you write the script and then just film it on an iphone and how does how do you do it um usually yeah i i did have a camera but we figured out that um my phone has a better camera quality than the camera camera is very old so i've just been filming stuff um on a phone but yeah, I'll usually make notes and then I'll I'll try and write the script properly. And especially if there's other people in it, I can't just send them a bunch of scraggly <laughs> notes being like, do what you want. <laughs> sick and 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 s
You're listening to Funny Women Behind the Scenes. All the backstage gossip and more. Can you tell me, what are you working on at the moment? So I recently shot um, a dance video and it's to... I found this very funny and very sexist comment on Reddit of this man just like going on at how awful uh, female anatomy is. And I just thought it was really funny. So I got someone to do a dramatic reading of it and I've done like an interpretive dance to it in the woods. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've, and I've, I've actually hired someone to like do a decent film of it. So it's going to be like a, just a two, two and a half minute short film. Your background is in dance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I trained as a dancer, um, and I still teach. I still teach dance at the moment. And um, so, d- does that kind of feed into your creative process, your dance experience, and your dance training? Uh, I think it's only ever crept up in one other sketch where I was a like a Russian ballet <laughs> teacher. <laughs> um, it doesn't usually come up, but I like the idea of trying to like merge the two worlds together it doesn't always work um it's quite interesting isn't it being a performer and a teacher because I also teach performing arts and I I find it quite inspiring when I'm with my students and watching them bounce ideas and realizing that they're probably a lot more creative than me (laughs) (laughs) I teach a lot of really little kids and I could just sit and listen to them chat it's just the funniest stuff ever they're just they're just great what do they talk about? I want to know. Just, we, just weird stuff. Just like really weird. Like I remember one time I was weird. I was had my hair in a bun, just like up in a messy bun. I was wearing a green jumper. Um, and they were sitting on the floor and they were like, she looks like Tinkerbell. And then the other one was like, but she's not a fairy. And then they turned and looked at me and one of them was like, you're not a fairy, right? <laughs> like they, were, they thought, maybe she is. She's green and she's got a bun. I used to teach you school theatre to little kids too, and um, they used to insist on calling me Ariel. Oh, I know. If I've got a braid, I get Elsa as well. Uh, so we're, we're in the market for Disney princesses as well yeah. as uh, as well as being comedy. <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about how you use social media because obviously you put your videos out online. Um, what particular social media platforms do you use? Mostly YouTube, but I have noticed, I mean, I don't have a massive thought because I don't push a lot of stuff and I'll sometimes private my account just for teaching and and that. Um, So mostly YouTube, but it's funny with the dance world, I have to put stuff on Instagram. Like the sketch I did about the Russian ballet teacher did really well on Instagram because um, the dance industry is mostly there. So when I release the, the short film, it'll probably go on Instagram as well as YouTube. But it's usually just those two. Um, and you sites. have a specific YouTube channel that you... Yeah, it's on. called Nicola in the Pond. That's the that's what it's been for a very long time. <laughs> and is there, what's the significance of Nicola in the Pond? Is there one? I was, there was. I was in a folk band years and years ago and we were called Nixie in the Pond. And I thought, oh, maybe I could have like a little side channel where I, where I do vlogs and I never did it. I just had the the, the channel and I, I was yeah I was not I was not a vlogger so what is a typical day for you um do you mean just in terms of comedy writing or like day-to-day hey you stuff? could tell us both <laughs> you want to tell me what you have breakfast that's fine uh, well I usually I usually teach in the evenings so I have the the morning and the early afternoon um to myself sometimes I teach in the mornings as well 
if I've got a day off that I'll, I'll spend that day filming usually and I'll write during the kind of free hours I have during the day. That's usually how it works. And how do you keep your focus from writing? Because we hear this a lot. It's, you know, with distractions. Oh, do you have to turn everything off or do you fall down the, you know, the Google black hole? It depends. If I'm re- if I really am into something, I'll keep going until it's finished and I won't lose focus at all. If I'm kind of struggling with sections, I'll usually just leave it and come back to it um, or completely scrap it. It just depends. I always find that if I'm like really into something um, and I'm enjoying it, I'll just keep going. I'll just power through the whole way. And it's usually a sign that it will be good. Well, I'll think it's good. Yeah, I'm similar. If I'm writing I and I can't stop hearing the characters' voices in my head, that's when I'm like, this idea has got legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How does it feel when you're watching a video get loads of traction? Oh, it's brilliant. It's great. I remember scrolling through some of the the comments <laughs> on Reddit and people trying to diagnose me with like different mental I, I was like, I don't need this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap out now. So so you read the comments, that's interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, on YouTube I do, but when it was posted on Reddit and there was just loads and loads of comments being like, she's not even introverted, she's just got this social disorder. And it was just, I was, oh, it was a joke. It was a funny song. <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk a bit about Reddit because that's not a platform I've ever used. and I'd like to learn a bit more about it. Can you just explain to our listeners what it is? It's like a forum where you there's like lots of different um, subreddits which are so either comedy videos or um, I don't know animal videos, um, and then you can post stuff and then it gets upvotes and then it can sometimes go to like the front page, uh, and it can just it can really it can push um, content quite a bit for you if someone posts it and it does well. So. Do you have any tips for anybody that's like writing? Let's talk about writing sketches. I would say to not be afraid of being silly because this is one of the things that I I feel a lot, I think, with people that are kind of around my age and seeing them post their, their serious lives online and then there's me posting like a really stupid video and I just um, will immediately feel... I don't know like I'm doing the wrong thing or like I'm just kind of I mean I guess I am extending adolescence (laughs) a little bit but not to be afraid of um I mean everyone's going to judge you if you're putting stuff out there but that's just how it is but just don't be afraid to do it because it it might do well and we always have that voice telling us oh it's not good enough it's not funny enough but just do it if 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 you like it just 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 do it try not to overthink it and you were saying earlier on that um you weren't you don't necessarily do live comedy is that right um yeah. your work is more recorded I am planning on doing a couple of live stuff um musical comedy though stand-up still terrifies me <laughs> to my core does it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I I, I think I think because a lot of my stuff's mostly quite niche um not that like niche stand-up doesn't work it absolutely does I just yeah I don't know. I think, yeah, I want to try musical comedy a little bit, see how that goes. Because it's it is because I've never really heard people like laugh at my my stuff because it's I've posted something and then people will like it. So trying to, I'm sure it'd be lovely to hear people actually <laughs> laugh. <laughs> it would be lovely. 
So let's talk about what are your like creative ideas? What's the long game for you? I think ideally I'd love to be a comedy actor. That was like, that's the dream. Um, and I, I really enjoy creating sketches. So I would, I would love to kind of be involved in like writing for a sketch show or a sitcom or something. Just do you have a dream role? I just I'd love to be involved in some kind of sitcom where I, I get to play like a really silly character. That would be that would be the dream. Do you have an agent? No, it's been it's been really difficult actually this year. I think it's just because of the whole the whole pandemic. Um, but I've been I have been trying. It's just it's it's so tricky sending cold emails when you get like hundreds and hundreds a day so I'm just kind of I think it's interesting that where we're at now about it's not you know this we could be so self-sufficient as artists it's not the same way of if you don't have one you know it it means you can't move ahead in your career I I think actually there are loads of things that you know we can all do independently yeah Um, no definitely definitely I've been I've been taking my time with it for a while over the over several years I've gotten quite a lot of work myself but it, it does reach a point where the things that I do want I can't quite get myself so I, yeah I do need to find either like an agent or management but yeah I'm quite picky so I will wait for the right person you should be I think you should be and who are your role models um Julie Walters has always been a massive role model for me Victoria Woods um oh, amazing Diane Morgan, who's oh. a big inspiration for the sketch that I that I won with Funny Women. No, well, Philomena Kunk was the. I oh, was it because it was like a mockumentary. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, there's just there's so many. There's just so many amazing funny women. And are you going to be entering into any more competitions? Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to like bide my time, and I'm slowly working on some comedy songs that are mm, like 70% there. So I just want to make sure that I'm confident with them more than anything, especially with when I'm, I'm so inexperienced with doing live stuff. Um, comedy, like I've done like obviously shows and like acting work and that live, but not being myself, which sounds really sc- I mean, obviously it's a persona of yourself in a way, but... Yeah, but there's yeah. something very exposing about standing on a stage. Yeah, saying, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I've performed for years, and I I did some straight stand-up comedy uh, just before the pandemic, um, and in our moments where we were allowed to perform <laughs> with no songs, and uh, I so I can completely uh, understand what it's like that fear, isn't it? Yeah. About, um, no, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I got like really horrific stage fright. And all I was doing was um, standing on straight stage trying to introduce some some kids I was teaching to come up and dance. And I don't know what happened, but I like I, my throat like fully closed up. It was absolutely terrifying. And then from then I was like, oh, I can never do anything live again. Um, but I was wrong. And then I managed to get over it. But it was very scary. Well, that's it. the interesting thing, isn't it, about being able to do so much, um, create so much comedy content to go mm. online or, you know, for TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. I should say that Funny Women is a really good uh, community for trying out comedy and supporting new work. 
No, definitely. I've met some really lovely people through Funny Women as well. So it's the whole thing has just been nothing but a positive experience. Do you think that um, since winning the award, that has kind of propelled your career over the last year in terms of comedy work? Yeah, I mean, I've not like I've not had any work per se, like any paid work. I've just been creating my own stuff. But I mean, yeah, like before, it's definitely given me the confidence to keep writing stuff. And then hopefully I'll be able to kind of translate that into like a lovely career. (laughs) Do you feel like having that kind of industry acknowledgement was a real confidence boost? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I think because there was so many rounds as well. And you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to get through this one. Um, And then managing to it's. Yeah, it did absolutely. I mean, without doubt, best thing for me in 2020. No question. That's what we like to hear. (laughs) Um, Have you got any career highlights so far? What are your career highlights? I mean, winning the Funny Women Awards is definitely up there for sure. I think because it's it's been quite, it's only been just over a year that I've actually been trying to pursue comedy. Um as a as a serious possibility um so there's not there's not loads obviously winning the two the mm. two awards that I managed to get um but also just meeting different people and because I you don't know that many people I mean you don't know anyone when you're starting out especially in the comedy world so <laughs> would you um like to write for other people yeah I would love to I've, I would love to try that I'd like to work with other people as well because I've only ever written by myself mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting experience as well and Nicola where can we find you online uh, so you can find me at nicolamcmurtry.co.uk which is my website where I've got all my work um, on there and also on Instagram at nicolamcm uh, yeah those are the two places excellent well everybody make sure you go and check out Nicola's work it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you Nicola and I look forward to seeing you at a live show very soon thank you very much see you later this is funny women behind the scenes if you want to know more about us visit www.funnywomen.com it's time for me to entice her out of the gin cabinet it is of course our head honcho lynn parker hello lynn i'm good thank you how are you saw that gin (laughs) so let's let's talk about um sketch writing and writing sketches which um is obviously something that nicola is incredibly talented at um and the process that that might involve i think it's all about the there's two things isn't there there's the original thought the your own ideas and then there's that sort of role modeling and she mentioned you know the late great victoria wood uh philomena kunk um and uh what was the other one she mentioned anyway julie she, waters isn't julie it? waters who of course used to write with victoria wood i mean masterclasses in brilliant comedy writing but I think you should always be true to yourself Mm -hmm. so what Nicola has done so well with her very funny films is just she is herself but it's an elevated you know it's an elevated alter ego that she portrays and I think sometimes you can do that 
you know that. Mm. You know, being on stage or making a film of yourself as this elevated character is a really great way to explore your comedy. Yeah, and uh, you know, sketch writing writing has changed now because you can play with an idea on film. So, mm. you know, the creative process has changed a lot. So you don't. We st- obviously we still have a, a, a comedy writing competition and people send in scripts but that doesn't suit everybody you know not everybody envisages things on a page a lot of people need to experiment by you know talking into even just talking into their phone or experimenting with an idea so yeah I think it's I think there's all to play for I think it's quite exciting times personally I also think it's incredible that we all we've all got a film crew Yes. Yeah. You know, um, for the, for our listeners, I'm holding up my mobile phone. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we can all speak into our phone. We can all film ourselves saying something, you know, that we want to say. Uh, it. I mean, you know, it's a great way to experiment with your ideas. It has its downsides as well, but in t- t- in terms of a creative process, let's just look at the positives. Yeah, and also it just takes away any fear of, oh, how on earth will I afford to, um, you know, to hire everybody? Where I quite liked what Nicola said about how she would bounce ideas off her partner and he'd have to, <laughs> like, play around being another character or with her friends. I love that. I love yeah. how authentic and organic that is. Yes. I think he's become quite a feature of some of her films, actually. <laughs> and he is very funny. So I, I don't know if that was intentional, but there you go. You can just rope everybody in why not and it's also it was very interesting what Nicola was saying about stage fright you know um, Mm. somebody that might appear to be a very confident performer on camera um, you might never ever think that that person might be suffering from much you know crippling stage fright but I actually think that might be true of quite a lot of people that we watch I'm sure we well I don't know about you Ivy but I I do get a version of stage fright and it manifests itself in all sorts of different ways. I mean, my, with me, my mind goes blank. I get a bit hot and sweaty. And, you know, for me, the, the solution is to breathe. Just breathe. Because what it is, oxygen's not going to your brain because you've the adrenaline has kicked in because of the fear and your mind melds, basically. And that that is common and it's just recognizing that you do suffer from that but the other the positive side of stage fright is it gives you that kick to go on stage and perform i I actually think if you've got a little bit of fear it's quite good Mm. i think so if you're a bit too relaxed you know your performance isn't as good oh i completely agree with that i um if ever i start feeling like i'm not i don't have the adrenaline I know I've taken my foot off the pedal. Yeah, yeah. You need that kick, don't you? You need that little kind of push of energy and that's what your body does. It's an, it's amazing. Go with it. It's just when it elevates to the level which paralyzes you yeah. that, it's, that it's scary and most people do suffer from that. I always, my, like my kind of tips are, and obviously we, you know, we done workshops together mm. on this but like i call it like power poses <laughs> yeah yeah they're great yeah because moving your body in a different way uh can uh, increase the positive hormones even if you just smile you're increasing the happy hormones you know people yeah. don't realize this our bodies are fantastic machines so you know fight or flight is our is the biggest 
thing to deal with as a performer. Even more, it's so apparent right now that seasoned performers, all of us, we have not been on a stage for for a significant no. period of time. <laughs> I, I mean, for me personally, since I started doing this, this is the longest I have ever not mm. constantly performed. Yeah. Um, so I feel trepidation. Yeah. Well, I'm running a workshop tomorrow, my stand-up stand-out workshop in person for the first time in 18 months. And I am a little bit nervous. Uh, you know, will I remember it? You know, what? You know, have I, have I forgotten my comedy chops? You know, it's, I think we're, we're all in the same boat. Everyone has got their level of fear. And, you know, the, the fact that the immediacy of everything has been taken away from us for the last year. We are overthinking it. So with, you know, we're, we're actually spending time worrying when normally you wouldn't worry. You just go off and do a gig. You know what you're doing. The muscle's still there. Same with me and workshops. Yeah. So, you know, I think you just have to kind of get over it. <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself anyway. No, I agree. And I also think that it's okay to ease yourself into it. Yeah. For example, when I've just come back from the Edinburgh Festival and I've done 96 shows, <laughs> um, that week or two when I've come back, oh I'm, my I'm, so, I'm, on, I'm on such top form because my comedy muscles, my singing muscles have been like being so yeah stretched and worked like going to the gym so you're you're firing on all cylinders and you know I think that that will be very natural um for it'll everybody. come back it'll come back without yeah. a doubt but but look after yourself and and don't 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 beat yourself up be be nice to yourself just pat yourself on the back that you've even done it <laughs> I yeah. think that's the thing uh, and you know be be careful as well you know not everyone is as out there as you might be you know we've got to we've got to be mindful of each other and yeah if someone wants you to wear a mask wear a mask you yeah, know I agree keep your distance I've been having quite a lot of conversations around the industry uh and giving that this given that this is going out on Monday <laughs> when our guard is going to be let down um the the general consensus is that people want us to be careful so yeah. I think careful in terms of physicality and emotional support, let's just love ourselves back into being busy again. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a wonderful um, <laughs> phrase, love ourselves back as being busy again. And I just want to add one thing onto that, which is still part of what we're talking about, is having been on your own, oh. perhaps as a creative process. You know, I live on my own, so... Um, lockdown was difficult in many ways but I think that there are lots of workshops and communities we can plug into mm. funny women being one of them yeah that, you know you can go and bounce ideas off people in real person in, you know, oh, in the yeah. real person and just connect to other yeah please come again. back yeah, yeah please come back you know we will be careful we will socially distance we will not be packing out our gigs uh, we've got workshops, we've got our new community program starting up. We're trialing that in our very in our hometown of Rochester with you, Ivy. Um, I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking very excited about that. Um, but yeah, do do you know, step back in, take your time, and we're here. We've still got loads of stuff going on online as well. So whatever suits you, do it your way, and we're here to support you. One final thing. Um there is still one award which is to play for and it's open, isn't it? It is indeed. 
and that is the Funny Women Heat Content Creator Award. So don't just sit back expecting to win it. You can nominate yourself, but the most votes wins. So you need to get people to vote for you. So it's a great opportunity. We were talking about social media earlier with Nicola. You need That's your opportunity to enlist your everyone you know, friends, family. It's a great marketing opportunity, actually, to get mm. your name out there. But we're also working with Heat, which is pretty big as well. So it's massive exposure if you manage to um, get into the top list for that. So you heard it here, people. You've still got time. You can still enter. Um, and I'm going to send her back to the gene cabinets. Yes, I think I need one now. Thank you I very put, much. That's all right. I've put some uh, some purple gin in there for you. Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Ivy. Thanks, Lynn. You've been listening to Funny Women Behind the Scenes with Ivy Page. If you like us, please subscribe, review and share. 